Welcome to the Finity Podcast Series. My name is Scott Collings, and today I'm joined by Andy Cohen, and we're going to be discussing Optima 2023, which we recently presented to the industry in, in both person and as quite an extensive report, which went out to all of our clients as well. And today we're just going to give you a quick overview of what Optima had to say about the industry this year and our forecast for next year. And I'll, I'll start by asking Andy to just sum up FY23 and how the industry went. Thanks, Scott, and good to be here. Yeah, FY23 was quite different to the preceding three years, and we saw a real bounce back in performance with the industry reporting an ROE of 14%. And that is in stark contrast to the three years prior, where we saw ROEs in the low single digits. So a really good result for the industry. So that's pretty good overall. What was really driving the experience last year? You know, as, as ever with um, the industry, there's lots of moving parts, some promoting that ROE and some detracting from it. But let's, let's run through, I guess, the individual components from the top of the revenue account, so to speak. If we look at premiums, growth rates were, were very strong in premiums off the back of an already strong premium growth rate in financial year 22. And, and most of it was rate growth, not volume growth. Um, so that on the surface, you might think would expand margins. But when you drill down, a lot of it was a response, albeit a very good response, to the, the headwinds that were coming through in terms of claims cost inflation and also high and increasing reinsurance costs. So premiums grew well and they sort of were a, a good, a, a good uh, um, way of combating uh, reinsurance costs increases in inflation. On the claim size, the reported loss ratio was up two points. And, and a fair few moving parts there. We had a much, much better year for catastrophes, which was good for the industry's reported loss ratio when it is compared to what happened in financial year 22, where we had a level of cat losses that was three times average. And um, so we had better cats. And we also had a little bit better um, level of reserve releases. And in, in large part, that was driven by um, re- reserve releases from uh, as a result of uh, good outcomes in the High Court around COVID business interruption cover. So we've seen the industry set up reserves for COVID business interruption losses a few years back, and now they are gradually being released with quite a strong release from that source in FY23. So that was a good on the claim side, but offsetting that, and, and, I, and more than offsetting it really, because as I said, we had a 2% increase in reported loss ratio. We had a higher level of attritional losses um, than we had the year before, um, and, and in, in large part that would be some claims inflation coming through in the property classes. Um, and we also had a less contribution to um, the loss ratio from the discount rate. As interest rates go up, so do discount rates, and that reduces uh, reported claims costs. But the extent to which interest rates went up in FY23 was, was not as much as the extent it went up in FY22, so it actually created a headwind for, for the industry. So we've got a few moving parts on, claim, on claims that resulted in an increase in loss ratio of two points. Um, the expense ratio uh, was useful, um, went, went um, improved a little bit, added a, a little bit under a point uh, or improved by a point the reported loss ratio. So those, although expenses were going up, 
Um, top line, as we talked about, has gone up and gone up more strongly, so the expenses expressed as a ratio went down, so that was useful. Um, but the, um, the big kicker was investment returns. The industry reported a strong investment profit in FY23 off the back of a pretty poor, a very poor investment loss in FY22. That 22 loss was the first loss from investments in about 20 years for the industry. So we've had good premium growth, reported claims a bit worse than the year before, um, expenses a bit better than the year before, but investment returns incredibly more useful to the industry than the year before. And all that's combined really to give that outcome of a 14% ROE um, in contrast to low single digits the year before. So it's a great overall result, but were there any classes in particular that did particularly well? And I guess likewise, were there any that did particularly badly? Yes, that's well worth delving into um, because not every class tells the same story and uh, is consistent with that overall industry result. So different portfolios will have different outcomes. And if you're writing personal lines, you might not have seen that outcome quite as strongly. In fact, householders uh, reported a loss in FY23, and that's the third loss in a row at an underwriting level for for that class of business. Uh, quite unusually, it had um, um, some pretty strong reserve strengthening going through. It's a short tail class. Um, reserve Reserves tend to be more uh, easily estimated, but um, we had five points of reserve strengthening come through for householders um, in contrast to what we typically see is more like one point. Um, and, and personal motor also, although not loss making, is still uh, r- reporting results that are below target. And, and you know, obviously claims inflation is hitting those two classes um, disproportionately or quite strongly compared to the liability classes. And householders and motors make up in terms of premium around half of industry premium. So if you're concentrated in those classes, you might not have seen quite the same thing as if you were concentrated in the long tail classes where investment returns would have been your friend and resulted in some quite strong profitability coming through. In fact, if you look at the commercial lines classes, uh, quite a few of them are report, reported profits in FY23 that were above target. And when I talk about target, I'm talking uh, more at 10 to 15% ROE after tax. Um, and so quite a few commercial lines classes were above that. Commercial motor was, was in the target range and actually slipped back a bit from FY22 where it had been above target. And standalone liability is still a little problematical, reporting profitability, but not within target range. But nonetheless, what it did report through in FY23 was an improvement compared to FY22 when it was loss-making. So uh, quite a mixed bag amongst the various classes of business, but the commercial lines classes were doing particularly well if you were to take them as a group. Um, personal lines classes really not doing as well at all. Excellent. Well, a bit of a mixed bag there, but still overall it's, the, the industry's come in with a great, great performance last year. Well, let me ask some questions of you, Scott. Sure. Scott, um, while I look backwards at FY23, it has been your job the last few years to look forward, and in this year you're looking forward to FY24. So what's it looking like? Well, next year is looking much the same, in fact. Slightly worse. We're forecasting a a drop of about 1% ROE in aggregate across the industry. So something like 13.5 is where we're pitching our forecast for next year. So that would make for two successive very strong years, wouldn't it, I guess, um, across the industry, following three 
pretty pretty dire years prior to that. So um, pretty impressive turnaround if, if that's the way things things roll. Most of that performance, I think, is going to be driven by a combination of continued strong growth in, in premiums. So we, we see a continuation of rate growth across a lot of, lot of classes of business. There, there's still an overhang of claims inflation that a number of classes are dealing with, and, and that's going to pre- continue to produce uh, premium growth next year. I think the only classes we're seeing low growth in would be more the regulated uh, CTP lines where premium growth is hard to achieve and financial lines, which is kind of softened as a market over the last 12 months. But pretty much every other class of business we're seeing strong growth and overall nearly 11% growth in premium. We're going to see higher investment returns, we would expect. I mean, opening yields are starting closer to five this year. Obviously, it depends on how interest rates change across the course of the year, and that can have an impact. And and again, equity returns are quite volatile, although only a relatively small contribution to the market. But overall, higher yields should translate into generally higher investment returns across the year, and that's another bonus for the industry looking forward. Expense ratio should um, be a little bit better. We think expenses are growing, but they haven't grown as fast as premiums have grown. So we're expecting another improvement in, in expense ratio across the years. Across the years, so that should again contribute to some some better performance next year. On the on the downside, we don't see the underlying claims performance being quite as good as it was in a couple of classes, particularly com- corporate property. Corporate property had a standout performance last year, very unusually good. We think something a bit more closer closer to normal for that class is going to create a bit of a headwind in aggregate across the industry. And the fact that we don't expect the, the kind of COVID-related releases of reserves that came through in some of the corporate property and fire classes. So that taken together, we think might shave a point off, off performance. But it doesn't offset everything else. So I think generally speaking, we're seeing another good year of um, ROE and uh, the industry's um, forecast is looking pretty good. Thanks, Scott. Sounds um, similar themes to to the year we've just had, but um, obviously a few moving parts that are slightly different, creating that slightly different outcome. So what what do you think could go wrong? What What are the key risks? very hard to get forecasts right as we know we do our best but what what could go wrong well as usual there's a lot that could go wrong but i think the the more likely things to go wrong next year would be a continuation of the claims inflation that we've seen perhaps surprising some people that that think maybe it's it's easing off that could be a risk i think from a natural perils point of view next year being an el nino type of year shouldn't generally have a high expectation of losses, but uh, you never know with these things. And it's, it's while, while we could, on average, we could expect it to be a sort of below, below par year for cut losses, um, that's not the sort of thing that you can really count on. The reinsurance market has certainly been very hard over the last couple of years. It does seem like it, there are some signs that it might start to soften, but you know, that could change as well. And all, all it might take is a, a large hurricane in the Atlantic to change the global reinsurance market's mind about softening there. And, and perhaps 
we could have a continuation of hard reinsurance markets. So that could be a, a headwind. I think just generally the the economy um, is obviously has to be an, another another key risk. The ability of customers to afford insurance is is obviously under pressure, um, particularly in in household insurance and and to to perhaps a similar extent in motor pressures like that put pressure on on premium growth, and they also perhaps can come through in the claims area as well. So I think there's a, enough areas there to be concerned about, but where the industry is sitting class by class, it's it's rather unusual in that virtually every class of business we're forecasting a, a return on equity that's strongly positive and, and almost all of them are in their target range, which is a very unusual event. Perhaps it's, it's too good a forecast, I'd say. <laughs> almost certainly going to be wrong. So we'll, we'll see next year. But you know the, the under underlying forecast from our point of view is is a strong thirteen and a half percent ROE. Well, thanks, Scott. I mean, as actuaries, we're we're happy to be just roughly right. That is what's great about our profession. So we'll we'll leave it there. We're we're getting, I guess, close to halfway through FY twenty four now, and um, um, we it won't be long before we know how it turns out, perhaps, and then we'll come back and uh, update you all on what happened and what twenty five looks like. Fantastic. All right. See you then, Andy. See you, Scott.